This is the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. What you are about to hear is an excerpt from a series titled Tell Me Who Is Speaking. Listen to the introduction episode for a full explanation and important context. At some point, things are going to happen as they haven't before. And one thing I've been thinking just a few moments ago was about imagination. And I realise that this, what's happening now, is just a figment of your imagination. And the imagination has many functions. There are many things to it. There are many ways in which it comes up. And it's really understanding the imagination that allows us to understand the meaning of someone being present when they're not really there. And I feel like there are these still so many things just hanging over you. There are still things that are causing the way to be the way that it is. And it's almost like we have to continuously again and again realize that it's someone else speaking. It's actually not you that's speaking, it's me that's speaking. And really, at other times, it seems like it's the opposite. It's like it's not, it's not actually me speaking, it's you speaking. And I wonder what you can see that I can't. I do. And I feel that there must be something wise about learning to assume that you know something I don't. It should, it should be safe to assume, I would think. And I am also watching things in a more tangible way. Certain movements, facial expressions, certain ticks, certain patterns of the mouth. And it does seem different today as it has from other days. I can see more clearly. There does seem to be more of a detail. And that should tell me that the more you look at something, the more clear it becomes. And if that's the case, what exactly is looking? What exactly is 
the dispelling of the mist around vision or the confusion around vision or the the clouds of unclarity and there are so many things that could be taken and then drilled in and turned into very important things that apply to lots of things it's almost like one size fits all very well and that can lead as a propellant to opening things up and yet also those things can be or need to be reconciled with the fact that there's nothing that fits all things there's nothing that works for every situation There's nothing that works for every voice. And another thing I wanted to say was that the imagination speaks. Tell me who is speaking. Well, the imagination is speaking. Or even a figment of my imagination. And that imagination has got a limited number of assumptions. And it's even imagining things itself. What it's speaking to is an imagination. And there are certain ideas about needs. And I think there is this idea floating around that there are certain things that need to be fulfilled And for so much of the time, they are not fulfilled. Or it's difficult to fulfill them. Or the condition that we're in is because certain things haven't been fulfilled. Certain needs haven't been met. And when we consider the imagination, we could say, well, the imagination is trying to fulfill these things. The imagination is trying to, how do we say, make up for a lack of something. And it might be that that's true. And it might be that that's where the imagination comes from. And if that's the case, well, we can use what the imagination is saying as a way of finding what's missing. And I'd still like to challenge this assumption that there is things that need to be fulfilled. How do you square that with desire? Could it be possible there are things we desire that we don't really need? And why is there this this division, this dichotomy between needs and wants? I remember that goes way back. I can actually remember that that is a specific class I had in school as a child. The class was called Needs and Wants. And we went through and we categorized different things as needs and different things as wants. That was years and years ago, very early in my school years, that class took place. 
Now that idea, I guess, I've been carrying with me. I've been in some situations, not in all, of course, situations. But that's been something that's come up again. And the larger implication of that is that so much of what I use to explain things has come from just somewhere else. And there was something else in that. There was something more. We've got this thing of assessing again and again where things come from. And every time, it seems, there's something from another place. It always comes from somewhere else. And there are assumptions underneath that as well. There are assumptions under how that should function or what that should lead to. And having the imagination speak, having this idea of needs and wants, really just leads to a different kind of area that we go into, a different kind of propellant, a different kind of web of the situation that we are in. And I can't believe how much there is. And I can't believe also how much nuance there is. Because that's another thing we can go into. That's that's something we've been into already. You can find more details. You can find more clarity within that. And I see that that's that's a meta principle. That's something in there. There's something in there. I think we've stumbled upon something. Yes, there's something in this. There's something in this that applies to all things. There's one thing to see more detail and more clarity. And yet there's a different thing to see it as if it isn't real. Or to see it as if it's Something that should be completely dropped. Something that can be completely let go of. So if we say, I can stop talking. I can. I can answer this question, tell me who is speaking, without actually saying something. I could meet that question with dead silence. And that would be dropping, that would be dropping the lot of it. That would be stepping outside the whole thing. 